close relationship with them and want to know how to achieve it. Here's your host, Ivory Lanoue, renowned angel communicator. Do you want to know more about angels? Are you ready to level up your spiritual journey? Then you are going to love my inner circle and Patreon. Membership includes great benefits like virtual workshops, mentoring programs, topical videos, interesting posts, a supportive, like-minded community, discounted sessions with me, and access to a library of videos and posts on topics you care about like angels, spirituality, healing, and personal growth. Join and begin your spiritual expansion today. That's the Angel Room Inner Circle on Patreon. Hi, thanks for joining me today. I am Ivory, and today's topic is comforting angelic predictions. Before I start with that, hello to my listeners in Washington, D.C. I'm very fond of that area. I actually grew up near there. I was born in Washington, D.C. and raised in the suburbs until I was 15. So um, thank you for tuning in. It's so nice to know that you're here. Appreciate that. Oh, I'm going to tell you right up front, full transparency. I had received some angelic predictions in the prior week to recording this show. And then something happened where a dear friend of mine is hospitalized, has been for two and a half weeks. And I'm so worried about her that it kind of shut down my ability to receive it. And then Yesterday and the day before, I had a terrible migraine. So all the predictions that I have are the ones that I received prior to all of this happening. And so I'm going to have to add some other information to it, which you'll hear, which is relative to this topic, and make it up to you at a later date. But I do have some for you. So I want to tell you that the angels assure me that suffering around the world is going to decrease I don't like looking at just the U.S. So what if I'm based in the U.S.? My listeners are all over the world, and I'm very cognizant of that. So I don't want my show to be all about the country where I happen to live. So I actually asked the angels about suffering worldwide. I, I'm I'm aware of what's happening in other countries, and I think most of you are. And wherever you live, you know that suffering is happening in your country as well. It could be different types of suffering, but there's a lot of people who are going hungry, um, a lot of people who can't get medical care, just a lot of different things going on. So the angels did say that suffering will be reduced. And I asked, when will we start really noticing the difference, the positive difference? And they said 2026. And I was really happy to hear this. I I really didn't expect it to be so soon. And so that's really, that's really good news. Um, The other thing I looked at, this was by request, was the homeless crisis. And honestly, I know it's terrible here in the United States. Not so sure about that. In other countries, I would imagine it's difficult because housing shortages are happening everywhere. So the angels say that also will be greatly relieved 
And interestingly, uh, the housing crisis starts having relief also in the year 2026. And so I stopped. I'm like, okay, that's two huge things. I mean, yes, the homeless crisis is a great deal of suffering. Um, I have so much compassion for that people in that situation, but it's not the only suffering. So what's going on in 2026 that these two big issues are going to start, we're going to start seeing them have a big reduction. And what I immediately heard and saw was a shift in politics happening, not just in the United States, but in the United States, but also other countries, a shift in politics. And it's not so much about who the politicians are, but about what they're about, what their intentions are that I could, that I received and I could see and feel that um, of definite turn towards uh, thinking about people and not corporations and, and not money, not financially driven as much as just thinking about humans, what humans need. So that was lovely to to feel and see. It gave me a lot of assurance. I'm glad to be able to pass that on to you. And then the next thing was about the climate crisis. Uh, you know, if you follow my show, the angels brought me to, my own angels brought me to a place where I became very passionate about the environment in the early 1980s because of what they showed me and told me, and I'm seeing it happen now in the world. And so I do everything I can personally and also in my community and higher levels to try to turn that around. So that's that's definitely close to my heart that a climate crisis, it can't be averted. We're already in it, but it can be turned around. Um, now, what they, they would not give me like a year or so. They're not prepared to give me that. I would have liked to have it, but they started talking about changes needed. And I wasn't surprised at all to hear this. They said, yes, but that it can be turned around, but it will require some sacrifice from us that we need to not be as comfortable, that we need to not have things be as cheap or as convenient. Um, and so then that was interesting. Like, I, I'm not surprised. We need to make some changes. We've been just sort of living as if there's no consequences, and now we're seeing the consequences. So also corporations are going to be held to much greater account, and that's going to reduce a great deal of pollution in the water, the air, the soil. Any of those things being polluted is of great concern to everyone on the planet. I mean, we don't want to breathe that polluted air. We don't want to drink polluted water or eat food that's been grown in polluted ground. And if the ground's too polluted, you can't even grow food in it. So it becomes nutrient poor, then we're in trouble. So all of those things coming into play, um, happy to be able to tell you that. And then there was something here, like they, they wouldn't tell me what it is, but they said something big happens that leads to this major shift in humanity. And they showed me just like the whole planet, they like pulled back, this is planet wide. And what happens is that people just suddenly feel this huge surge and it's ongoing of unconditional love. Their hearts, their hearts expand. And, you know, true unconditional love isn't just about, it isn't about just the people in your family, your friends. It isn't just people, you know, Un true unconditional love is that you feel love for all mankind 
that you have compassion for people you've never met, never will meet, that you have love and compassion. I don't mean in love, but love, feeling love for situations you've never experienced, but you don't judge it. You just have compassion for the situation people are in. You want to help. Imagine, I mean, this is what's coming is the entire world suddenly has this huge heart expansion and feels true unconditional love for everyone in the world. Honestly, for a long time, angels have told me that that is what would bring about peace. So I think we are coming into an age of peace, which is really lovely. Oh, I feel the angels coming in as I say this. I'm covered in chills now. It's lovely to be able to tell you this because um, as an empath, it's very painful. It's painful for all of us, but painful for myself and other empaths to feel the level of discord, fear, and anger that's happening in the world. I have more and more people who come to me who are like, I'm just getting, I just feel this rage or I feel depression and and there's nothing going on in their life. They're not diagnosed with anger issues or, or depression of any kind. And it's, it ends up being empaths who just can't take it anymore. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if much like chemical sensitivity, people can start out not having chemical sensitivities. And after exposure, exposure, exposure to all these chemicals, they begin like myself to have chemical um, sensitivities. I'm really sensitive to it. Same thing with the energy, negative energy. If you're hit with it too much, heavy negativity for too long, you can become sensitive to it. It can start affecting you energetically and physically as well. So I think this whole shift is going to be gigantic on physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional levels. Um, I didn't ask the angels about the division and hate in the world right now, because I know that's not just here, it's everywhere. And when I asked, all I felt was uh, this huge wave of angels coming in. They're doing it again now, just so many angels coming in. And I saw the word blessed and I could feel like the hand of God on us, this protective touch where we are being watched over, we are being guided, we are being loved. And we we must not forget that. We're not alone. We're not just here on this blue planet in the middle of space all by ourselves. No, it's not like that. Uh, we need to start tuning in more to higher guidance. You know, you can you can start with your angels and then move to God. And if you already feel comfortable with God, fantastic. You're high, you have a higher power. You feel like you know your higher power, you've got a connection with that. That's great. Stick with that and just let it expand within you because it's not about each one of us individually. It's about our experience as spiritual beings here in a human body, what we're learning. And we must we must learn to be more loving. We must learn to be more like the angels and less like the humans and not get bogged down in the negativity. It's easy to do. So um, the one other thing I wanted to tell you, uh, this some of you might have heard the episode, you might not have. So there's one thing um, I mentioned that back in the early 80s, my angels showed me something and told me things that really woke me up to what was going to happen, how important the environment was, and we must do everything we can. So I'm going to talk about that because they came to me one night 
and took me into my living room and then showed me, it was like showing me this big video, but it was almost like an IMAX theater situation where I'm the only one there with the angels and they're showing me on a screen what's going to happen. And I saw what we see in the news now, factories belching out all this pollution and waterways so polluted that they're they're just terrible. You can't, you know, the water can't be used for anything. Crops failing, fires, so many fires and floods and storms and all the stuff, people suffering, people really suffering. And it was horrifying. And my daughter will tell you, <laughs> if you know Michelle, then you know this. Uh, she and I would, during that time, we would go for walks in our neighborhood. And we, I would take a big bag, a trash bag. And part of what we did in the beginning was picking up trash through our neighborhood, wherever we lived. That was just something we did. And now she does that with her boys, which I love. But I also worked at a radio station shortly after that, like uh, like two or three years after this this movie was shown to me. And I ended up put in promote, charge of promotions as one of my responsibilities. And so I went gung-ho. I thought, okay, now I have this army of people who listen to this radio station, like a regular radio station. This was before the internet. And so I organized all these community cleanups of land and and waterways and trails. And, and we were hauling trash and garbage out of there and like uh, just this, these massive cleanup projects. And And then I went on to do other projects. Now I focus a lot on what I do personally and education for other people, just trying to kindly educate them on ways they can make personal changes in their life to make a difference. So so when the angel showed me all of this, once they showed me all the scary things, they cleared it all the way. And what was shown on the screen was what we would, what the world would be like after all of that. So I knew that we would make it through it and we'd be okay. But it was interesting because when I look back on what they showed me, I saw not could just be what they showed me, but I saw no sign of technology, not even electricity, but people were so happy. Um, They were living in like village situations. I didn't see any big buildings. They're just small houses and little villages and people were living communally not a commune, but they were helping each other. And I saw them like fixing meals together, eating meals together, dancing, making music. There was just such joy. And, you know, I have had experiences like that. There's things in my life where I've experienced that kind of living and that kind of joy. And I don't think that's a bad thing. And at the same time, uh, they were showing me that at that time, the only medicine that would exist would be Um, herbal medicine, energy medicine, you know, natural medicine. And so that's actually one of the reasons I ended up becoming an energy healer early in my spirituality journey, because I wanted to have that. I wanted to have that ability, know how to help people when there's no medicine. So um, just, just some things I wanted to share with you. I want to jump over to something I think will help. Um, First off, I want to promise you that I'll come back and do a full episode of predictions when I am not feeling shut down between worry, stress, and migraines. So 
there are times when even somebody with born with an angelic connection feels like they're just not able to receive the way they normally do. So forgive me for being a mere human, but I want to talk about being the change you wish to see in the world. You know, we've all heard the saying, you know, that was Mahatma Gandhi who said that. And I've always been inspired by that. Like if you want things to be different, then start with yourself. You know, we can look at the world and go, oh, that's terrible. Fine. What are you doing to make it better? So it it reminds us how we all have the power to make an impact in our community, in our in our country, in our world, whether it's by volunteering at a food bank or starting a nonprofit or caring for your kids or you know, doing some, anything that's just uplifting, what you do today can lead to lasting change. Sometimes when we hear about so many global issues on the news, it's difficult to believe that just one person can make a difference. We start, you know, what that is, is letting you know that you slipped into a state of hopelessness around the issue. But social change doesn't have to happen instantly or by yourself. And we can work together with your community, wherever you live, to change lives one day at a time, one step at a time, and your actions can have a meaningful impact. They matter. You know, one thing that was brought to my attention by my angels is that sometimes even just something you say casually to a person, you think it's a casual statement and it's life-changing for them. Maybe they'll tell you, most times they probably won't, And you've changed that person's life in a meaningful way, and you weren't even trying to. So that's not even making an effort. That's just something you say can make such a huge positive change. Imagine if your intention behind it is to make a positive change. So if you're interested in making the world a better place, and I think most of you are, you wouldn't be following my podcast I want you to continue to listen because here are some ideas for how you can change lives for the better. Let's start with how much can you really make an impact in our world? Well, we're all, this world is made up of individuals. And, you know, there's many times that you can look in history and one person standing up for something, refusing to accept something, attempting, you know, putting a little wrench in the works has really shifted a whole movement. For as long as humans have been around, we've been asking ourselves questions about our purpose in life and how we can best fulfill it. These existential questions seem to be part of human nature, and that's often what drives people to start social projects so they can leave a meaningful mark on the world but you don't have to do it in some big public way. You can do it in a very quiet, personal way as well. So even if you're not trying to solve world hunger or global warming, you can brainstorm ways to help your community and make a big difference. When you help others, it doesn't stop with you. Studies have found that when you help others, those around you are more likely to help others too. You know, it starts to, it starts a little wave like that ripple effect. You drop that little pebble in the pond of you doing something good to help. And then others around you see it and they more likely to do it too. So this means the more that you give your time and resources to the issues you care about, the more others will give in return, not to you, but to help. 
In that way, one person's actions really can change the world. So you never know when you are the pebble dropping in the pond or part of the ripple effect. It's great to be either one. It's not important who started it. It's just important that you're putting some effort in. Altruism is contagious and just like a lot of things. And if you're figuring out how to make a difference, take it one day at a time. You might not always see how you impact the people you're serving or the people in your life, but everything you do to promote change can add up over time. It does add up. And if every person would commit to just one act of kindness a day, think about how much better our world would become. What if we committed to three acts of kindness a day? Let's bump things up. Let's give ourselves a challenge here. So you want to know how to change the world you can start with one person. At some point in our lives, most people find themselves declaring, I want to change this world. Well, we're all hardwired to help others with few exceptions, and altruism is part of what it means to be human. This is what causes people to volunteer or dedicate their lives to something greater than themselves. But meaningful or effective change is rarely instant, and nor is it often large-scale. Real impact can take months or years, and making the world a better place often means making it better for a few people at a time. I'm doing that right now. Like This is what my angels want me to do, to spread hope, to spread some joy, to spread some peace and trust. This is what they want me to do, and I love it. And I know I'm not reaching every person on the planet, but I'm reaching all of you. And then you all have people in your lives you can talk to and you can share it. So every time you change just one person's world, you're starting this butterfly effect and with the potential to improve lives for generations to come, never underestimate yourself. So here's a poem by Edwin Osgood Grover. I am only one, but still I am one. I cannot do everything, but still, I can do something. And because I cannot do everything, I will not refuse to do the something that I can do. We can be frozen with the the worry that I can't change homelessness. I can't change the, the climate crisis, but you can do something. So unfreeze yourself. Do what you can. Do what your time, energy, financial situation, time restrictions allow. Do it. Don't worry. You don't have to change the whole world. Just do what you can. All of us doing what we can will make a huge difference. If you're not sure what you can do to help others, consider what that something is that you can do. What are your gifts? Maybe you're a teacher and you've noticed that There's a need for tutors in your area. Maybe you're a parent and you want to teach your family how to help others through the power of community service. I did that with my daughter. When I I worked at a, a psychiatric hospital, I had her do some free intern work there and at other places because I wanted her to see what it was like for low income, homeless people. And she need you know every person needs to have their eyes open to what's happening in society and that there's a lot of help needed because everyone's life is different including yours the opportunities you have to serve others are unique but they're essential for helping the world so did you know there are health benefits of giving back to your community 
When you think about the benefits of helping other people, your motivations are usually altruistic. You just want to help for the sake of helping. But there are benefits of volunteering, doing community service, finding ways to help around us. It also extends to helping yourself. Your physical, mental, and social-emotional health all flourish the more you serve your local and global communities because we're meant to be interwoven. We're not meant to be living at home on a computer all the time. You know, I I make sure I get out. I go down to the homeless shelter locally, drop things off, talk to the people there. I mean, I know I can uplift people just by talking with them. And I certainly want to help financially and, you know, with goods as much as I can as well. But we can't just stay in our home isolating, being online all the time and hope to be interwoven into our community. That just isolates us further and further and further. There's nothing wrong with internet, but there is if it isolates us from living, which is interacting with other humans in person. Happiness might seem elusive to you, but what makes our lives happy and fulfilled is a key topic in social science. And studies have shown that we're at our happiest when we make time for others. A team of sociologists tracked people over five years And this is about Americans specifically, but I'm sure it's true everywhere. Americans who rated themselves as very happy volunteered five or more hours a week on average. Helping others gives you a neurological boost and it strengthens your social bonds, both of which are a recipe for long-term happiness. So I feel so bad. I'm really sorry. I couldn't do more angelic predictions today. I waited till... Today, I have to post this show in 15 minutes thinking I'd I'd feel better, I'd be able to receive them, but no. So I will be back with an episode for you with more predictions, but know that next Sunday's topic, I think you're really going to like this. It's crystals and stones for angelic connection. You know, I post on on Instagram about this topic, but I kind of want to put it all in one place for you so that you know which archangel and which crystals or stones are associated with them and how to use them to call in these archangels and to encourage them to come in and to boost your intentions once you have their presence. So thanks for tuning in today. So glad to have you here. And in the meantime, may your angels surround you. May your angels protect you every moment, every day of your life. I'll see you next week. episode.